ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and most importantly, everyone else. Uh, oh my gosh, we're back. We are finally. Yeah, we are finally recording again. Um, just to catch you guys up to speed, um, months ago now, uh, we moved um, from Idaho back down to Utah. Um, and since then, our living situation um, has just, you know, we're, we're uh, in a bit of a tight spot. Um, just not, not quite as much room to move as we used to uh, have. So if you're wondering why, um, I mean, I can't really tell if it sounds any different, but if you guys can suddenly tell um, a difference in the acoustics or the recording quality or other it's stuff. it's because we're in a new space whoa all right sorry about that um like i said new setup new space uh it's also it's an old computer um so one of these days i'll i'll update my tech um but uh yeah so um today we're gonna be uh talking about a new movie um because a new marvel movie came out so of course you've got to talk about it and i know what you're thinking you're thinking, but the real couple? What about the Eternals? What about them? I'm just kidding. We both loved it. We both saw it. Um, Chloe Zhao did a great job. Um, and maybe someday we will get around to talking about it. Because it, it really does deserve an episode. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today? We are talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. Holy shit, we're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, it finally came out. I can't believe it. Can you? The correct answer is no. Um, so, obviously, many, many thoughts on the matter. Many, many. Do you have many, many? Oh, yeah. Okay, because I have many, many. Um, yeah, so, um, to start us off... Um, Things we were expecting the movie to be. I, wow, this is a loaded question, I feel like. Right. There had been a lot of rumors about who so was going to be in rumors. it. Um, and it, I was excited for it, but I was also a little bit hesitant because of uh, how many people were rumored to be pulled in. Um, I thought if not handled well, it could go so poorly. It could be, it could just all unravel with all of these people in it. So I was cautiously optimistic because I trust Marvel and what they can do. Um, but that's where I was at going into it. Um, yeah, to, to sort of like back up even further. Um, I remember after seeing, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home when it ends with Mysterio revealing his identity. Oh my gosh. Um, and we didn't have a title for the new one. We didn't have trailers. We didn't have a plot synopsis. Um, there there were rumors early on. Well, it, not even rumors. Just like fans being like, dude, wouldn't it be cool if? Um, and one of the early ones that I heard was, what if now that uh, his, his identity's out, people are going to freak out. Spider-Man's going to need a lawyer, not only because his secret identity's out, but also because he was outed in the same newscast that he was also accused of murder and attempted murder of a lot more. Um, and so, he's going to need a lawyer. What if 
Matt Murdock's his lawyer. And I was like, oh, dude, that would be sick. Like, I, the concept of that, I really wanted that to be what Spider-Man 3 was. Um, and then all of a sudden we got the trailers, and that's not at all what it was. It was like, yeah, your, your identity's out, but let's screw with the multiverse instead. And I was like, damn, that's such a more ambitious concept than than I was uh, expecting you guys to go with. Um, so yeah, that was that was one thing I was sort of expecting. Then the trailers came out, and I um, I was expecting it to possibly be more um, not psychedelic, but uh, mind bendy, mm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every time I've I've seen a trailer that involves the mirror dimension, my brain immediately is like, "Dude, this is gonna hurt my brain! Oh my gosh!" And then you get there, and it's like. No, it's just the mirror dimension. Like it's totally it's not even like we're doing this to reality. It's just like we we like sidestepped reality and went into this new place. And so, yeah, it looks crazy, but like we're literally doing nothing that has any effect on the real world. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I was expecting a bit more mind bendiness. Um, I, I gotta say, like, and maybe this is just me, like, suspending my disbelief and and uh, allowing myself to be surprised. But up until this movie came out, um, yeah, I'm gonna uh, put the spoiler alert in effect. At this point, if you've clicked on the episode and you haven't seen the movie, what are you doing? Anyways, spoiler alert officially in effect. But up until this point, Andrew Garfield has been adamant. No, I am not in this movie. I was not involved at all. And then there were screenshots leaked. And he was like, that's Photoshop. Like, people are really good at Photoshop these days. That, that, was, that was Photoshop. But, like, seriously, I have not put on that suit since Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out. Like, I am not in this movie. And part of me was like, shit, he's serious, isn't it? Isn't he? Wow. And, and a lot of people were like, no, he's lying. He's an actor. And I was like, I don't know, guys. I trust him. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I just think British people are trustworthy. Which is weird, because I like Star Wars. All the bad guys are British. Whatever. Um, (laughs) You digress. Yes. But I digress. Um, So, yeah. That's kind of what I was uh, expecting it to be. Um, Just, like, without getting too much into it, thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, my gosh. Thumbs all the way up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all the thumbs all the way up. Going I, to my doctor just so that he can attach more thumbs onto my body so that all of them can be up. I cannot believe how many times I lost my shit during this movie. Yeah. Um, so we had to see it separately because... Yeah, lost my shit because of that. Dallas was in Michigan. Michigan. Plymouth, Michigan. For work. For work. And I was stuck here in Utah. So we both snagged some last minute tickets to opening night. And I think I legitimately scared the guy sitting next to me, who was a completely random stranger. Um, because as soon as Charlie Cox's Daredevil slash Matt Murdock comes on the screen, Ugh. I lost it. For, for anyone out there who has not yet gotten around to watching the Netflix Daredevil series... Um, fix your life and watch it. Oh my gosh, it's so good. 
just as a warning, it is a hard rated R. Like it is TV. Do not let your children watch for this. For a reason. If you thought Deadpool was bad, maybe there's not as much nudity, maybe there's not quite as much swearing, but the gore is there. Um yeah, it is it is dark, it is twisted, um, but the quality of the writing is And Charlie Cox. <sighs> and the, as Matt Murdoch. Oh, oh he's so good. Uh, and okay, okay. Yes, Charlie Cox as Daredevil is fantastic. However, if we just stop there, I feel like it'd be a crime. I forget everyone else's names pretty much, but the guy who plays Foggy Nelson kills it. Lady who plays Karen Page kills it. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio is Kingpin. Oh my gosh. I mean, if if you don't know that Vincent D'Onofrio knows how to act, you haven't seen many movies. Um, like, yeah. Um, the entire cast of Daredevil is amazing. Um, once you finish Daredevil, if you want to move on to Jessica Jones, it's also fantastic. Part of me wonders how people who haven't watched Daredevil reacted to that scene when Matt Murdock comes in as the lawyer. Yeah, are they at least aware that, oh yeah, I haven't gotten around to watching it, but I know that that's the guy who plays Daredevil in the other thing. Or, are or is they it just, just like, some random lawyer sitting in the kitchen? Yeah, or are they at least like, Who catches a, a brick yeah. out of nowhere. He's a lawyer, and he's blind. That must be Daredevil. Like, I, I can't recognize him from... Like, as Charlie Cox, but I know that if he's blind and he's a lawyer, I know that that means it's terrible. Or are they, yeah, just like, huh, it's pretty difficult being blind. Spider-Man got a lawyer. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the brick comes through and they're like, I, I'm lost. <laughs> oh my gosh, one of my favorite lines of the whole movie comes from Charlie Cox as he catches the brick. And he just goes, I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> as if that has anything to do with him being able to catch that brick. And the one thing that makes that moment even better is that uh, Aunt May, Peter Parker, and uh, Happy Hogan are there in the room with him. And all of them take that response as though that explains it. (laughs) They drop it after. (laughs) He just like, there's a brick that came... All right, sorry about that. Uh, had uh, more than a few technical difficulties. Um, seems to be going smoothly now, so let's continue. Um, yeah, so um, Matt Murdock catches a brick, and uh, he's just, I'm a really good lawyer. And Peter, Aunt May, and Happy all just go, oh, I'll tell my friends. Like, what? No. I guess that is what makes a good lawyer. And I do love that in this universe, we're now at a point where, like, someone can manifest superpowers, and everyone in the room just goes, oh, you too. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, like, I I do like that that's sort of been acknowledged in other um, Marvel films as well. Um, Like, uh, when Kit Harington finds out that uh, his girlfriend is an eternal he just like oh then why the hell didn't you help against thanos and she's like 
can we not get into it right now? And he's like, yeah, sure, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, I, I do love that um, not only are they, like, you know, it's a big universe, so we can, like, reference other heroes, but also, like, we can reference that the general public has also sort of gotten to this, like, mindset of, yeah, it's a crazy-ass world. <laughs> and I, I dig that. Um, and also, it was just so great to see Matt Murdock on screen again. Um, but... Uh, now that we've talked about him for... Uh, yeah. Forever. <laughs> now that we've talked about his 10 seconds on screen for 20 minutes of our podcast um should we digress <laughs> i think we already did okay okay but getting back on track yeah. um let's see peter goes to dr strange yeah and asks for everyone to forget that he's spider-man because it's messed everything up yeah and then as doc strange is casting that spell Peter just was like, oh, but this person should know, and this person should know, and this person should know. Keeps adding, like, asterisks. So he changes the spell, what is it, like, six times? Uh, is what they said? Yeah, I think uh, Doctor Strange says six times, and then Peter corrects him and says five, and he's like, I don't need to be corrected right now. <laughs> so basically the spell breaks and cracks the universe. And yeah, the, the thing that I thought was really interesting was that like the, the spell becomes so unstable that he just like shuts it down, contains it and says, we're not using this anymore. Screw this. And so, and so he like keeps it in this, this, it's like a D20 for anyone who uh, (laughs) watches or plays D and D. Um, yeah, it's like this, this see-through D20. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's like, I need to figure out what to do with this. He finally goes and finds a relic that, that can like house it correctly. Um, however, um, yeah, Peter then realizes that, uh, he should probably just go talk to one of the, so the reason why he wants everyone to forget is because, uh, him and, uh, MJ and Ned all tried getting into MIT and not only did they not get in, but the reason they didn't get in was because of the controversy. Um, and so he wants everyone to forget so that him and his friends can have a fair shot at getting into their favorite college. And yeah, so he decides to just go talk to the lady. And as he's trying to do that, uh, he gets attacked by not just Doc Ock, but Doc Ock from not his reality. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... Uh, that was that was a great fight scene, um, like setting aside all of the holy shit. That's Doc Ock on the big screen again, like first time since Spider Man Two came out back in I don't know two thousand three or four ish, um, uh, at least four, at least two thousand four. But anyways, um, yeah, it was great to see him, but all of that aside that was a dope fight scene um the the um incorporation of like all the vehicles on the road and and all of the different hazards that that doc ock was able to throw at him was really cool um and then the fight like once he um 
pretty much, I guess, beats Doc Ock is, is kind of unac- inaccurate because uh, Doc Ock pretty much rips off some of uh, the nanotech from Spidey's suit, which Spidey's able to just incorporate that into the arms and then sync it to his suit so now he controls the arms mm-hmm. real big middle finger to doc ock um and so yeah he's able to control the arms and and um save all those who need saving yada 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 but then green goblin comes in before anything can really happen uh doc strange teleports him back into the basement and and gives him this whole um mission to go on where he's gonna recapture um all the villains that have come through just while the spell was being created. Um, which I guess the, the reasoning that only those characters came through was that they knew Spider-Man's secret identity or something. I don't remember. Yeah. What exactly like opened those, those rifts in the universe and only brought through villains. Um, and then we later find out, other spider men um yeah the the reasoning was vague and it pretty much boiled down to just go with it it'll be cool (laughs) which it was yeah and i'm i'm more than willing to go along with it because it's cool i loved seeing all of the past people that they brought in Mm -hmm. uh doc ock green goblin Sandman, Electro, Lizard. Am I missing anyone? I think that's everyone. So there were five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I keep seeing memes of like, it was the Sinister Six, and they in- include that tree that he accidentally hits. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was really cool that uh, basically it was Aunt May that convinced Peter that they can help the villains and they can you know, I don't want to say fix them, but like, um, undo damage that, that set them on a, a, on a darker path. Um, yeah, that Aunt May's role in the entire, uh, Marvel cinematic universe has really impressed me. Um, cause she's a much more, um, active and involved parental figure in homecoming than she had been in, the others she she used to be um you know in the the um, original spider-man trilogy and even in um uh the amazing spider-man films aunt may kind of old yeah she boiled down to the owner of the house that spider-man lives in mm-hmm. um and uh, i mean i i i do feel that um uh shoot i i forget the actress's name sally field um sally field did a really good job of aunt may in the amazing spider-man films um i I feel like marissa tomei just knocks it out of the park absolutely um well not just uh marissa tomei but also like the writers of aunt may Mm -hmm. gave her more to do they trusted the character to um bring quality to the story um and so, and I feel like she's the one that brought the quality to this whole film too. Like, it was her that was like, "Hey, we have to help these people. We have to, you know, undo what was done to them. These are good people." It all started with the Green Goblin, and then like her seeing him and his like 
normal phase, I guess you could say. Yeah, she, um, and, and that's another thing that's really interesting. Like, um, when we first see them, we think she's talking to Norman Osborn. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the movie, I really am not sure if we ever saw Norman Osborn in that movie. Or if it was Goblin the entire time. Even at the end? Um, I mean, once he's injected, then yeah, Norman Osborn. But um, even those moments when we think that it's Norman Osborn, it may just be Goblin becoming familiar Dude. enough with Norman Osborn to know how to recreate his, uh, for lack of a better word, like weakness, his mm-hmm. his scared um, mannerisms. Um, and so, yeah, either way, um, Aunt May communicates with who she believes to be true Norman Osborn. Um, and he's, he's just a man that needs help. And she has enough influence over Peter um, that, and she has a good enough moral compass that, you know, she's not influencing Peter for the sake of influence. She's influencing him for the sake of doing what's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I thought that whole concept was really impressive to write into a movie like this because, um, I mean, you know, not jumping ahead too much, but it doesn't end up playing out well um and aunt may dies because of the path that she talked the characters into Mm. walking um it doesn't end well for her and yet that does not make the path itself wrong Mm -hmm. everything that she told peter to do just because it didn't um go well doesn't mean it was the wrong choice to make. And I, I thought that was really, really beautiful and impressive. Um, and to put such a, a, a delicate, um, beautiful concept into an otherwise so complex story. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, if, if you had really just been like, all right, the story is going to be pretty basic so that we can focus on on keeping all these plates spinning like no they were like no the, the it had to have been there for them to be able to keep all those plates spinning though, yeah like, to pull in all these villains and to then pull in all the other spider-men as well yeah to bring in toby Maguire and andrew garfield that's another thing that i i do want to um you know before we uh get going too far I was so impressed that every single character they brought back, they brought back the original actor. Yeah. No one got recast. That was really cool. At some point, I was worried about Sandman because he's CGI sand most of the time, and you Mm -hmm. hear his voice, and it's like, oh, I wonder if the actor only wanted to come in and and do, like, dubbing lines, and he's like, yeah, you can CGI my... um, likeness but whatever and they were like all right if you're not willing to do mocap or whatever we can just figure it out it'll be you know rough sand but then at the end when he gets fixed it's really him it's him on set and Mm -hmm. yeah so um very impressed with that 
Um, the fact that they got the actor of Lizard and they're like, yeah, so we only need you on set uh, for just like two shots. Um, you will be naked when it happens. <laughs> and he's like, I'm game. <laughs> well, and I heard Willem Dafoe only came back on the condition that he would do all of his own stunts. Yeah. He was like, I'm not just doing and a small And he's pushing cameo. 70. Yeah. Mofo is old. Dude has looked older than, like, humans for a long time. but Which hasn't like, changed. Yeah, like... <laughs> Not even, it's not even like old. He just looks more made out of leather than weathered. normal people. <laughs> yes, yes, he looks more weathered. Um, but yeah, like, um, he's he's one of those weirdly like because he looks weathered, he doesn't look that old. He just mm-hmm. looks like weathered. he's been through a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I just loved having all of them back on screen in the same movie. And to bring in, I loved how they brought in the other Spider-Men mm-hmm. with Ned and the Doctor Strange ring thing. What is that? Yeah, the, um, oh shoot, there's a there's a term for it. Um, but the teleportation, or not the teleportation, but the uh, portal ring. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, basically them wishing, like, what was it? Like, I wish Peter were here, I wish we could see him, or like, whatever it is. Yeah, I think it's a... Uh... I just wish we could see him. And it opens the portal and a Spider-Man runs through. And, which oh my gosh. Which you probably, being the insane Marvel fan that you are, you probably knew which Spider-Man it was just as soon as he appeared on screen. Well, the thing is, like, the portal opens and you see a silhouette down a dark alley. Mm-hmm. And which, the concept that there were those rumors that more Spider-Men would be in it, um... There was that moment of like, if he's masked, why would that be Tom Holland? Mm-hmm. Like, why? Why would they? Did you know by the suit which? So he starts Spider-Man coming, was. and I see the eyes, and I remember hearing people in the audience like, "Oh, that that's not him." That oh, and so like, yeah, I I could sort of tell that the eyes were not the Tom Holland suit eyes, and then he jumped through. And once I saw the logo on his chest, once he was lit up by Ned's living room, that's when I was like, that's Andrew fucking Garfield. <laughs> and he's just standing there for a sec. And then he speaks and it was like, dude, that's his voice. And then he pulls the mask off and it's fucking him. Oh my gosh. Like, that was the moment when it was like, they did it. Not only did Marvel do it, but they lied about it hard enough that I right. never knew for sure. Like, I just, I thought that scene was so funny when he yeah. just like is proving to MJ and Ned that he's Spider-Man and he just like hangs by one hand from the ceiling and they're like, come on. That's not enough. And you he's gotta... like, that's plenty. <laughs> and then little old grandma was like, can you get that cobweb in the corner? So I love the fact that she asks him to get the cobweb down, but she asks it in... I, I Spanish. Don't... Is it Spanish? I thought so. Okay. It, something about it. Like Clearly we don't speak other languages, so yeah. if this is not Spanish, please let us know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so she asks, him, asks Ned to ask Spider-Man in her language, and then he's like... Oh yeah, she's asking. I'm I'm totally willing to do it for her. So he climbs over, gets it, hops down, and then she says thank you in English. <laughs> like, 
oh my gosh, does she really? Yeah. I totally didn't So she asks that. Ned in her language, and then as soon as he does it, she's like, thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and she really doesn't have that much of an accent. It's not like, thank you, or something. It's like, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to bed. Yeah, that was that was great. Um, and then they're like, well, I guess let's try again then. And at that point, I was like, if they've got Andrew Garfield back... Toby's coming next. They're not about to open a portal to Tom Holland. And so... Which they didn't. Yeah. Another portal opens, and I'm expecting another guy also in a Spider-Man suit. Nope. It's just Toby McFucking Guire. <laughs> dressed a as a youth like, pastor. <laughs> dressed as a cool youth <laughs> pastor. Um, and yeah, he just steps out. We don't need to reveal that it's really him. He's just... He's right there. Um, he doesn't need to start out masked. Um, and, oh, and I loved that, like, they gave, um, Andrew Garfield enough dialogue between him and MJ and Ned Mm -hmm. that then when, uh, Tobey Maguire comes out, he's able to have, able to converse between them enough so that he can replicate some of those lines so that they can sort of like, oh, I literally just said the same thing with the exact same wording. So it's like, we're not clones of each other, but because we're parallel Peter Parkers, our minds tend to gravitate towards a specific wording. Mm-hmm. And so then it, it sort of like added validity to the fact that they were both Peter Parker. Um, so yeah, I, I really dug that. Um, when... I saw it the second time. I've now seen it twice. Um, uh, sorry. Um, the fact that we go straight from Aunt May's death straight to the reveal of the other two Spider-Men. Emotional whiplash is what that was. Yeah. Like, brilliant emotional whiplash. Like, I feel like Marvel was like, all right, let's hit him with one of the darkest saddest scenes that we've seen since Endgame? snap since yeah since since tony dying since yeah since endgame um since black widow dying yeah one of the darkest scenes since then how are we going to make sure our audience doesn't just stew in this depression we've just thrown at them i, I know, know. <laughs> <laughs> and then they give us one of the sickest reveals since portals. Like, oh my gosh. Um, if yeah. you weren't cheering in the theater during all of those reveals, you are wrong. Weren't at a good showing. Um, yeah. So that was real. the, the structuring of that was really, really smart in my opinion. Um, and then they're like, Peter's probably, or Tom Holland is probably going through a rough time. Do you have any um, idea where he where might go? He be, yeah. And like, I do like that there's that like, we're different, but also the same. Because mm-hmm. um, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield's like, oh like, yeah. Mine was the Chrysler building. Oh. Or mine was mine the was Empire, Empire State, State building. building. Yeah. Better view. And the other one's like, that is a sick view. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's great. Um, I, I kind of would have liked if there was some sort of a... Um, like, um, well, no, I guess they both did have Oscorp Tower in both of their cities, but they were different. Um, 
but yeah, if if there was some sort of like a, oh yeah, I was on top of the this building. Whoa, I I don't have that building in my universe. What is that building? And like, oh yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, they couldn't have done it, but if like. If Tom Holland were to be like, I used to go to the top of Stark Tower or Avengers Tower. Like, what's that? Oh, shoot. Yeah, you guys wouldn't have that tower. Damn. Well, I mean, they kind of had that moment. They did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is the... Is that a band? Um, <laughs> or like... Um, anyways. Um, then they find Tom Holland so yeah, on the roof of the school. Yeah. And... At first, it's just Tom Holland, and then Ned and MJ show up, and there's this really emotional embrace mm-hmm. where it just sort of reminds you, Aunt May just died, and he's still dealing with that, and like he's lost Tony, he just lost Aunt May. Really, the only really emotional connections he has to other people in this world are Ned and MJ. Mm-hmm. The only two that would understand what he's going through are the two that show up first. And that was really damn good. Mm-hmm. And then... And then it pans over to the yeah, two other like, Peter Parkers. One of them says, uh, there are some people here or something. And at that moment, another thing this movie did well was visually letting us know when his spider senses are going off. Mm-hmm. It like does this close up on him or something, but like, yeah, things in the background sort of go blurry. Um, and yeah, he just like, as soon as he hears that, as soon as he realizes it, he like takes a, a slightly aggressive stance. Um, and he looks up and it's just the moon in the background and the building and the silhouettes of Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield, just like hanging off the side of this building. Oh my gosh, this movie did such a good job of, like, not making every time we see them the super dramatic portal shot or the, the um, like, the splash page mm-hmm. shot. Um, but it happened several times, and it was so cool every time. Every single um, time. So, yeah, like, they're, they're up on the tower, and I was like, this can't get any cooler. And the director went... Shut your damn mouth. And then they start hopping <laughs> down this tower. And the way they hop down, I was like, I could I could watch them hopping down a building for an hour and a half. <laughs> like, the way they move, oh, so good. Um, and then, yeah, they, they talk to him and... Is that when they recreate the Spider-Man pointing meme? I don't or remember Or is that when they're in the moment. lab, like, formulating the injections? Um... I, I, I don't remember exactly when it is, but that moment was so funny. Okay. I, I don't remember a specific moment where they were pointing. There may have been another moment um, around the uh, um, Statue of Liberty when they're trying to be like, I thought I was Spider-Man 3. No, you're Spider-Man 2. I thought, or like Peter 2. And yeah, like... Maybe that's when they were pointing at Maybe. each other. I need to watch it again. I didn't get to go see it a second we time. We all need to watch it again. <sighs> Everyone needs to watch it again. It's It hasn't made enough money. We all need to go watch it again. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Um, and that was another thing. When they start 
like the three of them start talking, that got emotional. And there's a line in there that really had me prick up my ears. Um, they're they're talking about like the the hardships they went through individually, and Andrew Garfield mentions that he lost Gwen, his MJ, and after that he stopped pulling his punches. Mm-hmm. That right there, I want to see Amazing Spider-Man three. Right, I want to see the like the dark, dark Spidey. Yeah, that that guy who's like, you don't get to come after. You can shoot at me, you can hit me, you can throw me, you can do whatever you want to me. As soon as you go after the people I love, that's when I'm putting you in the ground. Like I just loved that like Toby and Andrew got to be these like mentors to Tom Holland, like as Spider-Man. You know, because they've gone through like losing Aunt May or Uncle Ben or MJ or Gwen or, you know all these people like they've been there they've lived through the consequences of those and they realize that they can then help this other spider-man to get through those which they both got those like redeeming moments in the end which maybe i'm jumping ahead a little bit but like Mm. when andrew garfield saves tom holland's mj when he catches her as she's coming, because Tom Holland's going for her, but then gets taken out by the glider. So Andrew Garfield, you know, realizes that he has this moment. He can, I guess, kind of make up for losing his Gwen. And so he gets to save MJ. And then Toby Maguire, you know, talked about how, you know, he, wasn't it Toby that said he stopped pulling his punches? No, that was Andrew or, Garfield. Okay, so what, whatever Toby talked about, like, with, you know, I killed the the person who killed yeah, my so, person. Um, and the night of Uncle Ben's murder, his first, like, act as Spider-Man is pretty viciously hunting down mm-hmm. the guy. Um, and, yeah, he says, I, I killed him, and it didn't make things make better. better. So he was then able to stop Tom Holland from just obliterating Green Goblin Mm -hmm. for killing Aunt May. And, like, it was amazing to see, like, the redemption that the Spider-Men got as well as the redemption that all of these villains got as they got injected with the, I don't know, serum? Anti-serum? I don't know. Whatever it was that they created in the lab Uh, for all of these Yeah, so uh, for Doc Ock, they had to fix the microchip. Mm-hmm. Um, for Green Goblin, it's an anti-serum. For um, uh, Lizard, it's um, the gas that pretty much is the opposite of the stuff that turned him into a lizard. Um, with Electro, it, it pulls the electricity out of his body so that it's just normal levels. Um, with Sandman, it, it stops making him Sandman. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a few where it's like, what does this do? It it makes it him a human. Stop asking. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I do you need a fancy word? It's a it's a comproxalizer. But honestly, like I don't even care that I don't have terms for those things mm-hmm. because the storyline was so yeah. well done. Um one thing that I, I do want to touch upon, um, you mentioned that uh 
both Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire got to be those like mentors to Tom Holland. But one moment that really I, I was very happy with, um, at some point they, they're each kind of like failing and not working together well. And both of them are like, I've only ever been solo. And Tom Holland's the one that's been like, I've actually I've worked in a group. A Let me help you guys work on as a team. And so that was sort of a moment where he got to be the mentor. Like, just because he's younger doesn't mean he doesn't have valuable mm-hmm. insights. Um, and so, yeah, I, I really liked that each one had their strengths. How the freak did Marvel do this? Like, uh, <sighs> just like thinking about the storyline, thinking about all the characters, like... In the hands of literally anybody else, this would have been a complete disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I I think we're about to see proof of that in the next year or so. Because it kind of seems like DC's trying to do what this movie just did with their Flash film. Oh, let's and just not even talk I about that. I don't think it's going to work. Um, we'll talk about that later when it comes out. Um, anyways. Um... So yeah, that that final fight scene was so good. Oh, uh, jumping back a bit, um, right before Aunt May dies, she finally says the "with great power comes great responsibility" mm-hmm. line. That was beautiful. Um, the f- up until now, I've never really felt that bad about not getting to meet the MCU's Uncle Ben. Uncle ben. And then the fact that they gave that line. To Aunt May, beautiful, totally beautiful, with that. perfect execution. Yeah, ten out of ten. Um, um, let's see. Also, can we talk about the uh, Captain America shield on the Statue of Liberty and how they must have just been using, I don't know, <laughs> duct tape to put that thing on? Yeah, because it falls off. And she's just holding the torch. Like, yeah. What? And, like, nothing has happened to, to like, um, rebuild it. Like, nothing happened to, like, take us to a different universe where the shield never happened. Um, so, yeah, like, the shield falls off and the torch is still just right there. So it's not like they replaced the hand with, like, a, a, a hand that was, like, structurally sound holding the shield. Yeah, it was just, like... Gorilla Glue and and Hopes and Dreams. Um, <laughs> one interesting thing that I did not pick up on my first viewing, um, but there's a, a moment when they when uh, Peter and Aunt May first go to Happy's apartment, and Peter comes. He's trying to uh, clean the the green goop off of his Spidey suit, mm-hmm. and he pulls like a, a blanket off of the Stark. Um, Fabricator, I think it's called. Um, As he finds the fabricator, you hear the radio in the background say, uh, we are now receiving reports that they are planning on uh, putting Captain America's shield on the Statue of Liberty. But yeah, you hear the radio. Yeah, I didn't pick up on it the first time. Um, There was so much that I, I picked out the second time around. We can we can go through all my all my notes later. Um, so yeah, uh, final fight at the Statue of Liberty, um, which I did like that. Um, Homecoming, he deals with the Washington Monument. Mm-hmm. Far from home, he deals with London Bridge. 
At least I think it's London Bridge. It could be one of the other famous bridges Tower over in bridge. London. I don't know. It could be Tower Bridge, yeah. Um, and then in this one, it's the Statue of Liberty. So there's always like this monument in each of his films. Um, but uh, so yeah, the the fight scene there was amazing. Um, like I said, there is that moment with uh, um, the three of them being like, we're not working together well. And then um, I'm pretty sure Tom Holland says something along the lines of like, let's stop using the um, uh, radio communicator things in our ears and let's just rely more on our spidey senses and our instinct. And that will sort of, once we let go, our mental link will mm-hmm. step up. And, uh, and so they're like, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. And then they like get back into the fight and they all go like running off the scaffolding and when they all jump off like the camera follows them down they're all doing like different flips and you hear shot. you hear oh. each of them let out like a wow yeah like and it's so cool like not only do they each have their own style but at this point they're letting themselves have fun and that was just the oh. gravy flavored icing on the cake yeah, that scene gave me chills just yeah. to see all three Spideys like jumping and swinging and like yeah, oh. and then they swing around and they all like pass in front of the moon and their silhouettes and they all like strike like a one of those midair Spidey poses. <sighs> the one thing that I would have changed about that shot if I was in control, as they all pass in front of the moon, have it just hit a slow mo beat. suddenly just like instead of having it all happen full speed just kind of have it um give it a Zack Snyder moment just that like yeah here we go and and back to full speed um and yeah have them all hit that like spidey midair pose at the same time um because then right after that you get the uh like on the head of the Statue of Liberty one lands second lands third lands and just the three of them boom 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 beautiful shot um yeah that this is one of those fight scenes that i'll be able to rewatch over and over and never get bored of it oh my gosh it was um, so good yeah so damn happy with that um another thing that i really dug about that fight about the whole well um also when they uh fix the chip on doc ock um as soon as they do fix these villains, they sort of have this like, no, no, you'll never, uh, and then they hit them, and they all sort of like, uh, hey, thanks for fixing me. (laughs) (laughs) And and like, as soon as their powers are gone, they're back to their normal good person selves. Well, and I thought it was interesting too that they got pulled out of their universe as they were fighting their Spider-Man as they were about to die, basically, mm-hmm. because, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't remember all the other Spider-Man movies very well, but I think all of them die, right? Or... Ye- um, sort of. Um, Sandman, I think they sort of, like, let him leave, and so he just blows off into the wind. Oh, okay. Um, I... I think they blow up Electro. Um, Doc Ock definitely drowns. Green Goblin definitely gets impaled by his glider. Um, 
but I just thought it was really cool that like that we have to to fix this. We can't just send them home to die because that's exactly what's going to happen. And so, you know, bringing in the other Spider-Men to help fix their own villains, like when they get back to their universe, like hopefully that means that it sticks in that universe and that they didn't just get fixed in this one. Yeah. And, and I, I, without it being like official, I, I personally feel enough trust in Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire that like if, if he's fighting Electro and then Electro disappears for a sec, and then Electro comes back, and he's no longer blue, but he's back to being Jamie Foxx. Uh, Tobey Maguire might pause and be like, "Hey, I don't know what just happened, but did you stop being insane?" <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, like they'll they'll be able to see, or I mean, even their Spidey sense mm-hmm. would suddenly stop tingling because this person in front of them is no longer a threat authentically. Um, and so, yeah, that... that. Um, but, I mean, they were also involved in the process of fixing them, too, so... Which, that's, that... that's another thing that I'm curious about. Like, what... Um, like, if, um, let's say, uh, Andrew Garfield and Electro both came through, Electro, right before he was going to die, and Lizard, right before he was going to die, those are two completely different points in time. Mm-hmm. So, when did to when did Andrew Garfield come through? Interesting, you know, yeah. yeah. So, was it even close to either of those events, or was it further in the future? And so, when they go back to their their universe, just because Andrew Garfield was there and saw the the change take place, when he goes back to his universe, that may be long after these events. Oh my gosh! Right. Time travel's always okay, let's a doozy to think about. Let's not dig into that anymore. My yeah. brain hurts just thinking about that. Um, what are some of the other notes you took on the movie? Okay. Um, so, first things first, I loved that the movie started right where uh, Far From Home left off. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that it's it kind of even overlaps. Yeah. Like we start with the, the Mysterio. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought that was cool. Uh, second time watching, as he's, uh, uh, as soon as, it, um, his identity's revealed, he swings through the city with Mary Jane, or with MJ, you can see posters for Rogers the Musical. Oh, the I Captain didn't America catch musical. That. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's a bunch of advertisements throughout the city. Which, by the way, if you haven't watched Hawkeye, Hawkeye. you should probably do that. I thought the weight of the situation, like the, my identity, my identity's just been revealed. Everyone takes this news as a big deal. Um, because he's in the Marvel universe. Not a lot of other people keep their identity secret. Mm -hmm. So the fact that one of the Avengers actively is keeping it secret. And then we find it out and it's a kid Mm -hmm. far younger than anyone else. Um, far far younger than any of the other superheroes were aware of. Um, yeah, like every time there was a helicopter in the air, like maybe it was just like the sound design of like hearing the the helicopter blades like right in my ears, but like it felt just so 
Overwhelming. Um, overwhelming, weirdly claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really thought they did a great job with that. Um, when Peter Parker gets back to his apartment and it's MJ and Peter and Happy and Aunt May, um, there's a few like cutting back and forth between Aunt May and Happy, but then they like go into his bedroom. Um, and once they see him in the bedroom, it's a single shot until Peter, the room, right? until Peter opens the window to reveal the helicopters. Mm-hmm. That whole thing is done in one shot, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, so yeah, uh, that was awesome. Uh, during that scene, the, the shirt that MJ hands him to put on, that's the shirt that Tony Stark gives him after he confiscates the suit in Homecoming. You would realize that. Um, Oh, I thought, uh, so, um, like I said, Peter's suit gets covered in this green goop that some person who doesn't like him throws at him. Um, And so he's trying to clean it, and finally he's like, wait a minute, I could just turn it inside out. Um, And I remember seeing in the trailers when he's running through the... uh, the like homeless shelter that um, Aunt May runs. I was trying to figure out that's not the night monkey suit. That's not quite like the symbiote suit. Like what suit is he wearing? Where is that coming from? What, what's going on here? And so, yeah, in the movie, once he um, like turns it inside out and puts it on, I was like, that's so cool. How did I miss? That's what he did. Yeah. Um, cause I was just thinking, oh, his suit is getting like mangled as he's, wow. Yeah. Yeah. He turns it inside out. And so, yeah, like when you watch, like there are a bunch of like exposed wires. Yeah. I was thinking that's just because his suit was like (laughs) disintegrating as he's, I don't know. Okay. And so then later. Learn something new every day, folks. Uh, I think it's when... Aunt May drops him off at Happy's apartment, but at some point she's cleaned it effectively for him, and he's yeah. like, "Hey, thanks so much for cleaning the suit," and he's back to the normal suit. Oh my gosh, I feel so dumb that I didn't realize that. Um, but yeah, uh, not only was it um, cool to see, clever thing to do, also, it's going to be very effective in selling toys. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Um, Oh, um, this is jumping to the very end of the movie. But once they cure um, Electro, Andrew Garfield pulls off his mask and is like, hey, we good? And he has that moment of like, oh, man, I always kind of thought you'd be black. And he's like, oh, uh, sorry, but I'm white. It's like, yeah, it's fine. Maybe there's a black Spider-Man somewhere. Yeah. And like, as soon as I said that, everyone in the theater was like, Yes, they're acknowledging yes, it. Um, which that makes that the second Miles Morales reference um, in Homecoming. Uh, we meet Aaron Davis, played by Donald Glover. Um, Aaron Davis is spoiler, or not? No, not sorry, spoiler. not spoiler. He is Nightcrawler. No, right? No, no. Nightcrawler's uh, the teleporting oh. X Men character the purple guy yeah prowler prowler sorry so he wears purple and black and i always get him mixed up with stephanie brown's superhero character 
spoiler from the DC Gotham universe because she also wears purple and black. Anyways, Prowler. Aaron Davis is Miles Morales' uncle, uncle. also yeah. Prowler. Um, but we meet Aaron Davis in Homecoming uh, because he was trying to buy weapons from Oh, Vulture. he's the guy that gets spiderwebbed to the trunk. Yes. And at some point, he decides to give Spider-Man the information he needs, and he says it's because I don't want those weapons on the streets either. I've got a nephew that lives a few blocks away from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, also, if they make a Miles Morales movie or whatever, I would love to see uh, Donald Glover have a larger role in the MCU. Heck yes. Yeah. Um, I did like that uh, when Ned first meets Doctor Strange, he mentions my uh, Nana says that we have magic in our family. And sometimes I feel like these tingles in my left hand or something like that. And Dr. Stranger says, you should see, you a, should doctor. see a doctor. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the fact that when Ned uses the portal ring, that's not the first time the concept has been brought up in the movie. Um, we sort of had this alluding to it earlier. Um, that was cool. One thing that was uh, very interesting to me um in the trailer, Wong is definitely opposed to doing that spell. He's like, Doc Strange, Don't do this. Do not yeah. do it. You do not understand how it works. That is a bad idea. In this, in in the theatrical film, he's very much like, you know what? Screw it. I wash my hands of this. Do whatever you're going to do. Leave me out of it. And so that was really interesting. Um, I thought he was going to have a much bigger part. Yeah. Because in the trailers, he was very present. Legit, he had a bigger part in Shang-Chi. Yeah. In the post credit scene, like, yeah. Or mid credit scene. post credit scene is revealing that his sister now runs the Ten Rings. Um, spoiler alert, sound effect for Shang-Chi. Um, uh, so, yeah, that was interesting. Um, the fact that... Uh, Ned, Peter, and MJ are all trying to get into MIT, of all schools. MIT is the school that um, Tony Stark fully funds all projects for in Captain America Civil War. So, that's interesting. Um, I, at some point, saw, again, one of those, like, not even a fan theory, more of just like a, hey, wouldn't it be cool if... Um, what if Reed Richards was in the crowd and his experiment that ends up causing the Fantastic Four was funded by Tony Stark in that scene? And then I saw another one of those, wouldn't it be cool if, what if Peter goes off to MIT and meets his roommate and his roommate is none other than Johnny Storm, who's Human Torch. Um, because in the comics, Spider-Man and Human Torch are really good friends. Them meeting in college would be a great way to introduce the two's friendship. Um, Marvel we is currently working on a Fantastic Four movie. Haven't even talked about the ending of the movie, about how the spell goes through. Yeah. And MJ and Ned, <laughs> and literally everybody forgets that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. 
And basically forget Peter Parker. Yeah, that's that's one thing that like I didn't pick up on it in the first viewing, but in the second viewing, I believe that the original version of the spell is I want people to forget that I'm Spider-Man. But the final version of the spell, I think he may, in order to fix the damage being done to the universe, he pretty much says, up the ante. Make the spell more absolute. So it's not that people are forgetting that I'm Spider-Man. They're forgetting that I exist. Which is so sad. Because he doesn't have that many people in his life. And Aunt May is dead. He sees happy at the headstone mm-hmm. in the grave grave yeah um what is that called uh cemetery yes that's yeah. the word i'm looking for <laughs> <laughs> words um, are hard it's fine yeah um and um, then he goes to find mj and ned at the like coffee shop place and just like decides to let them just enjoy having gotten into mit and he just like accepts that and then goes off and gets this tiny little apartment all by himself it's so sad yeah um another thing that really like oh that hurt was um when he's sort of like quickly pitching the idea to dr strange dr strange is like no no you can't do that because that means everyone will forget about your entire existence like that's and then at some point he's talking about like the population and he means to say like they will forget you or something but he says we mm-hmm. meaning doc strange Th- this hurts him just mm-hmm. as much like he legitimately as much as he tries to act like he's constantly annoyed by spider-man the concept of forgetting peter parker's existence hurts him deeply mm-hmm. he really cares about this kid he really so and not even as like a protective guardian sort of character he considers him a friend like mm-hmm. it yeah that the first time i was like oh man that got deep and the second time knowing it was coming as soon as it hit i was like oh this hurts so bad <laughs> yeah um that whole whole concept was really really heavy um so yeah um oh again um moving to the very end of the film um, and this isn't even anything to do with the film and i don't know if it uh, happened for you but in my first viewing um the movie ends and usually the lights stay down until the mid credit scene mm-hmm. and then they come up or like mm-hmm. they'll come up once the, the, um, instead of like, um, the flashes of credits, once it starts scrolling, then the lights come up, the lights stayed completely down until after the post credit scene. It was not like that in my theater. They came up after the mid. Yeah. And which morons started leaving the theater after the mid credit scene the fact have that you learned this nothing far into the universe people still leave during the credits is mind-boggling to me like it, to me even if we've talked about this before even if we know for a fact there's nothing at the end of the these credits i'm still going to sit there 
Yeah. Like, I don't care. I'll, I'll, yeah. And so the fact that it's a Marvel movie, so chances are pretty damn good there's going to be something after the credits. People are still leaving. What? The movie was two and a half hours long. Five minutes is where you draw the line? (laughs) During the credits is when you're like, if I have to wait another minute, this this film has just gone on far too much. Like, no, shut up. Sit down. Um, Yeah. Um, Matt Murdock was cool as hell. Um, Oh, um, there's that moment when Spider-Man steals the box that the um, spell is trapped in. And as he leaves, uh, uh, Doctor Strange catches him, punches him out of his physical form. And when you see like uh, his astral form like floating in the air, it, it's like it's all see-through, so it's difficult to see. But around his head are the wavy Spidey sense lines from the comics. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, um, like I said, like it's. Um, for anyone who plays Halo, it's like seeing a cloaked elite. Like, when they move, then you can sort of see that it bends. Uh, if you don't watch, or if you don't play Halo, um, it's a bit like uh, Predators from the movie Predator. Um, sort of like when it moves, you, you can sort of see that it's like bending light. That's kind of how they are. Um, but yeah, um, I thought that was really cool. And then also the way they showed Spidey senses throughout the rest of the film was really well done. Um, the mirror dimension sequence was awesome as, as always. Um, one thing, uh, I had this written later. Um, but, uh, during the, uh, mirror dimension sequence, at some point, Peter flies through a shopping mall and like, you see a, a escalator like split and multiply and stuff in that moment. You can hear um, Christmas music playing in the mall. So this whole film took place during the Christmas season. So, between Halloween and December 25th. Um, And then, let's see. Um, Light State On, Matt Murdock, Spidey Sense Lines... Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, we men- we talked about this a little bit, but uh, I was kind of confused as to the uh, budget behind the Daily Bugle. Because the first time we see J. Jonah Jameson making an announcement, it cuts to him recording it. And he's just like, it's a green screen and a regular desk like in his apartment. And then later in the movie, he's like in a full-on news studio. And like I don't know like if he suddenly got picked up by a major news studio. He probably did because he's the one that broke the story. Yeah, I could I could maybe see that happening. If that's what happened, maybe throw in a line of dialogue or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, um, Aunt May's death hurt so bad. Um, Ned can use magic. Oh my gosh. Um, enough so that uh, the cloak of levitation like saves him. Saves him. Holy shit. Um, uh, oh, the use of geometry to beat Doctor Strange in the Mirror Dimension was so cool. So funny. Um, and and then following it up with the line of, you know what's cooler than magic? Math. <laughs> <laughs> that was so Peter Parker. Um, oh, a um, couple of these are just like tiny details I only realized my second time seeing. Um, when Peter first gets to 
his high school after his secret identity has been revealed. He's walking up the stairs, and that's where he uh, sees the two teachers and the gym coach. Behind him, during that moment, is a big mural in the stairwell of like famous scientists and stuff like that. And three people in that mural, we see um, Stanley Tucci's character from Captain America, the first Avenger. We see Howard Stark. And we see um, Hank Pym. So, three uh, Marvel Universe scientists. Um, Oh, uh, Doctor Strange has a mug that says, for fox sake. It says four, and then a picture of a fox, and then sake at the bottom. So, for fox sake. That was funny. Um, I already talked about how the radio mentions the shield. Um, Oh, Doctor Strange mentions that he doesn't have the time stone. Which was a bit confusing to me because at the end of uh, like so, Peter Parker mentions like, can you just go back in time and change it? And he says no because I don't have the time stone anymore, but I can do the spell that makes people forget. That's a different thing. Uh, when Captain America goes back at the end of Endgame, he returns all the stones to their rightful place in the timeline. So what happens to the time stone? Like I, I... we'll probably find out later. Maybe. Um, yeah, one of the next movies to come out will be Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And clearly they've already started filming that, so. Um, uh, Christmas in the Mall, I already talked about that. Um, oh, uh, so when Peter Parker is fighting Doc Ock, Doc Ock pulls off uh, that chunk of uh, the chest of the suit, mm-hmm. and that's where the nanotech goes into his arms. Um and then, so, the nanotech that's in the octopus suit arms is just a circle on his chest. And then Peter starts using his older uh, Stark suit again. So he's no longer using the full Iron Spider suit. Um, <clears throat> and then once he fixes Doc Ock's chip, and Doc Ock not, n- no longer needs the nanotech to to keep himself controlled um he gives back that nanotech and because it's only the circle that was on peter's chest when it goes back into peter it's not enough to be a full suit and i thought it was like redoing the entire iron spider suit it's not it just gives like the iron spider logo Mm -hmm. and the legs like go up and over his shoulders and so he's wearing his original Stark suit, but now it has the Iron Spider logo around him. And so he has this, like, metal uh, piece protecting just his chest, which I thought was really cool and, like, just different enough to give it a new feel to an old suit. Um, Again, another plot device to sell more toys. But, yeah. Um, And then, finally, very, very end of the film um the new shiny suit that he makes Mm -hmm. oh my gosh that thing is beautiful absolutely gorgeous i'm pretty sure i had multiple dance costumes made out of that same fabric did you did you fight crime no oh i clogged on stage oh well fight crime next time okay so yeah the shiny suit looks beautiful loved that um now finally mid and post credit scenes um tom hardy's venom got acknowledged but it 
kind of seems like maybe Tom Hardy is not going to play Venom in the MCU because he goes back to his universe before anything really happens, but he leaves behind he leaves the a piece of symbiote. So maybe we'll see symbiote villains because, you know, there's Venom and there's Carnage and then there's like a billion other symbiote-based characters. So maybe we'll see other symbiote-based characters just not venom and carnage i don't know um but uh as always it was enough to get me intrigued um the bartender in that scene for anyone who likes ted lasso danny rojas danny rojas um football is life football is life um so yeah i i really dug that scene and then post credits first trailer for doctor strange and the multiverse of madness that was gorgeous um that movie is going to be a trip yeah yeah um super excited to see um uh chiwetel ejiofor coming back as um uh i can't remember his name right now um it's not dormammu it's like mordo mordu something like that um yeah glad to see he's coming back um interested to see that uh i was expecting um scarlet witch to come in as a threat and so the fact that she's he goes to her very peacefully asking for her help was very surprising to me Mm -hmm. um well and her assumption when he comes is that he's coming to talk about the events of wandavision yeah she she thinks she's in trouble and she's like, I don't need another talking to. And he's like, oh, I, I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> That's for other people to handle. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm so excited to get more footage and information about Multiverse of Madness. Um, it's being directed by Sam Raimi, who directed the original Spider-Man trilogy. However, before he did the Spider-Man trilogy, he pretty exclusively worked in the horror genre. And it has been announced that uh multiverse of madness is going to be the first full-on horror film in the mcu um i'm really hoping they go hard with this i i would love to see a scary ass movie come out of the marvel universe um yeah um shoot uh anything else to say um we don't have our uh our whiteboard um, but I thought, you know, the, the score was phenomenal. Uh, CGI was phenomenal. Um, basically overall, we loved the movie. Yeah. This, this movie's uh, damn near gold. Um, uh, oh, one thing, um, since this movie's come out, um, I have heard that there are rumors that they want to make, uh, amazing Spider-Man three, like bring back Andrew Garfield to, to let him finish his trilogy. I would be so open to that. I I would love to see him get more more movies because I really dug him as Peter Parker and as Spider Man. Um, I I recognize that there are issues with Amazing Spider Man too, but I, not enough to to stop me from wanting to see more. Um, yeah, I think that would be absolute gold. Um, I'd love to see if they wanted to like do this same crossover again in the future. Um, I think that could be really, really 
amazing. Um, oh, right after the movie happened, um, I think you and I talked about how, um, like, Tobey Maguire has clearly aged. Um, yes. But Andrew Garfield doesn't really look hasn't that much older. And so it kind of felt like because Paul of Red that. must be drinking the same water. Right. Um, but I liked that uh, it kind of felt like they told Andrew Garfield to not shave like for a day or so. So that he had just a bit of stubble. So it was like, no, I've grown. I'm old now. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, another thing that I pointed out to you. I loved that during those Spider-Man moments, like all three of them are talking. Two of those actors are having to fake an American accent. Because both Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield are British. Um, uh, oh, sorry. It's late. I know you're getting tired. One last thing, I promise. Um, I've heard rumors, and apparently one of the hobgoblins in the comic, his real name is Ned. I don't think it's the same last name, but his name is Ned. And there was that moment when... Um, Ned is talking to, I believe it's Tobey Maguire, but he, he talks about how, like, uh, hey, did you ever have a best friend? He's like, I did. His name was Harry, um, yada, yada, yada. But at some point, like, he went crazy and tried to kill me, and he died in my arms, like, after, you know, things got fixed or something. And so then Ned goes over to Tom Holland's Peter Parker and says, like, I'm glad that we're best friends, and I promise to never turn evil and try to kill you and i feel like putting that in was and then having his memory wiped at the end i feel like that was just enough foreshadowing that we may see ned become hobgoblin in the future um in addition to that the actor of ned has been losing a shocking amount of weight recently which if marvel ever wants you to suddenly become a superhero you, you suddenly part. lose a shocking amount of weight very quickly. So, yeah. Um, overall, love this movie. Highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it, why have you listened to this whole episode? Why have you gotten this deep? <laughs> You're weird. Um, again, we don't have our whiteboard in front of us. So, um, clearly... If you're listening right now, you've found that our podcast can be reached in at least one source. Um, it can also be reached or found on other sources. There's Apple Podcasts. There's Spotify. There's Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. There's others, too. Um, sorry, my uh, distribution website handles all of that for me. I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah. Um, stay awesome. And hopefully we'll be recording more soon. Again, sorry about the hiatus that we went on. Um, Moving states and starting new jobs uh, (sighs) takes a lot of energy. Yeah, we've been busy. But uh, we've both very much missed being able to record. Um, So, yeah. And now um, I have my work cut out for me having to uh, stitch together multiple segments off of multiple computers yay um so yeah if if in the future you're listening to this podcast and this is actually happening it means that i'm very proud of myself and what i was able to put together so all right we will talk to you guys next time and as always we love you dearly